Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, I just want to do a little quick introduction to this episode. So basically, I already edited this interview, and I did the interview. I edited it all. It was all ready to go. And in between that time and now, I did an interview, kind of. It was an Ask Me Anything on Reddit, where people asked me questions about stuff, and I got so much great feedback and support. And one thing that a lot of people said they wanted was more normal, um, you know, normal run-of-the-mill jobs. And I've got some in queue right now, but... I didn't really have as many as before. I had like junior systems administrator and stuff like that before, but you know, not as much. So right after that, I got over 90, it's like a hundred now people that messaged me saying that they wanted to be on the podcast. And I put every single one in a spreadsheet. So if you're listening right now, know that I, uh, I see you and I put your name down on a spreadsheet. I, I, you know, I can't, get in contact and I can't reply to every single one. I wish I could, but that's not possible. So I'm just going to try my best to just like get back in contact with you. And I just want to say thank you so much. You know, there's so many different people that messaged me and I just want to thank every single one of you for just taking the time out of your day to message me. Um, I've got a really great episode coming out really soon and it's with a really great guest and he is amazing. And he has a run-of-the-mill job. So stay tuned for that one. And anyway, um, this one definitely is not a run-of-the-mill job. This is an NBA commentator, but uh, I already edited and made this episode. So I'm just going to release this one. But after this one, I'm going to have some more run-of-the-mill jobs. So thanks for listening and enjoy this episode. You are now listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. Back to another episode of the Major Jobs Podcast. I'd like to preface this by asking a question. Have you ever heard these words before if you are a Bay Area sports fan? Unbelievable. Yep, you guessed it. It's Tim Roy, who is the voice of the Warriors. He's someone that inspires me and I look up to him and it was so great to be able to talk to him. I know many people that want to be commentators or broadcasters and he definitely gave a ton of great advice and gave some great stories about how he made it into being a professional broadcaster and it was just a very inspiring interview. So without further ado, here is the interview with Tim Roy. All right. So thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. I just wanted to start by kind of introducing myself. So my name is Tealand and I'm a high schooler. And at the beginning of this year, I started a podcast to talk to people with different jobs. So, so far I've talked to like a Grammy winning band. I've talked to a language creator who makes languages for Game of Thrones, just like a wide range of people. And the point of the podcast is to educate other teenagers about different jobs because I feel like school doesn't really teach about different jobs. So that's kind of why I'm talking to you right now because I feel like many people want to be commentators and I don't we don't really know like what is the what's like a direct path to becoming one. And I've listened to you for almost every Warriors game for the past like three or four years. And you've, like, kept me up awake when I'm, like, beside my bed. <laughs> like, I just, like, remember. I can just, like, remember lis- uh, sleeping in my bed and having the radio next to me be- being played. For me, honestly, I'd rather listen to the radio than watch the television because 
you paint the picture in my head and it feels more action-packed than actually watching it. I don't know how to explain it, but that's just like, that's how I see it. Um, so I really want to thank you for doing oh, that. That's, that's my pleasure. And, and like when you accepted it, I was like, when you accepted the interview, I was like, oh my goodness, it's someone that I've been uh, listening to for so long and I get to actually speak with him. So that's actually really amazing. And I really want to thank you for doing no that. So I guess I'll start it off with the first question I usually ask everybody, which is, um, what is your job title? My job title is uh, I'm the radio voice of the Golden State Warriors, and uh, that entails that uh, I do all their games pre preseason, uh, regular season, postseason, and um, I also do a weekly uh, Warriors magazine radio show on our flagship station, 95.7 The Game, and uh, various other duties. You know, I'll do other things during the year, some podcasts and, and some interviews and, and uh, hosting some press conferences and things like that. So it's a, it's a, it's, it's a specific job, but it has a, some other avenues to it. And what would you say like uh the job description is like what what do you do you know i prepare to uh, broadcast each and, and every game so that you know i go to practices and shoot arounds and and interview players and coaches and then once the game starts uh you know i broadcast the game on radio basically what i do is i get people who um you know are in cars or at home like yourself you know a verbal description uh, of the game without a picture. So I have to create that picture in your head. And that's, that's basically my job is to be a verbal, uh, uh, I, I kind of look at it, uh, in, again, in my own little, uh, uh, pie in the sky view. I, I kind of, I look at myself as a historical, um, you know, objective storyteller. So I'm telling you the history of this season and this team and every game's a different chapter. And, and maybe something that happens in chapter three has an impact on chapter 63, you know, and something that happened in chapter five, 20 years ago, uh, may rear its head in chapter 20 next year. So it's, it's, it's basically to me telling the story of this franchise season by season. Mm. So I kind of want to talk about, um, like when you first started uh maybe like wanting to get into the job so did you know that you wanted to be a commentator from an early age i knew from when i was eight years old on that this is what i wanted to to do um i had been i had a stomach ailment when i was a little kid and it kept me home at times and so my mom was she had fallen off a ladder and hit her head. She was legally blind in her left eye. And uh, at the time, this was back, way back when, um, the Library of Congress would supply books for those who are legally blind. And like today, they probably would give you a stream or a CD or something like that. Back then, they would give you audio records. So my mom would browse through this this catalog of, of audio records, and she would order some. And so when she was home, uh, she was still working at the time, but, but when she was home and, like, doing her chores and stuff, she'd put on these records and listen to books. Well, when I was sick, 
and she knew that I would like sports and different things. She um, she bought she she ordered this book on tape uh, on tape on record called um, "Sitting in the Catbird Seat." by a guy named Red Barber, who was one of the voices of the Brooklyn Dodgers and the New York Yankees. And uh, I listened to that, and he, uh, Red Barber, uh, had agreed to read the book to the Library of Congress himself. So it was him reading his own book, his autobiography. And so I was listening to this while I was sick, and I was going, oh, my God, that's that's a cool job. That's what I want to do. And so... Um, and so that basically that got me interested in it. And, and then later my mom would say that she would walk down the hall and um, and she'd hear me talking to myself and she was worried. And then uh, <laughs> she would open the door to my room and I'd be like announcing games with my car, my football <laughs> cards, my baseball cards, my basketball cards and announcing <laughs> games to myself. So, you know, at that point, she kind of like, OK, I think this is what he's going to do. So I've known since an early wow. age, and, and it's been it's it's been great because it's my life, uh, it's my work passion, and uh, I have to say that if you find that passion, if you find that something you do every day that you want to do, it never ever feels like work. You know, the only thing the only thing that that is a real bummer about it is the travel, and that you're away from home a lot. And I missed a good chunk of my kids growing up because of it. But, but, um, but yeah, but it never ever feels important. Mm. So, how did you attain the job? Well, uh, I was lucky. I went to uh, a small Catholic high school in Bloomfield, Connecticut that's no longer open. And it, it was a, it was a St. Thomas Seminary High School. So, by seminary, it was on the grounds of a Catholic seminary. And um, what was great about that was that the teachers were really tough. They were Jesuits, and they did not let me shirk with anything. I had to take three years of Latin, which gave me a great basis for words. Uh, you know, a lot of words have Latin roots. And so I can look at a word sometimes and have a good idea of what it means because I know the roots. I know what the the Latin roots are. And so... And then they also taught us to write and to write and to write some more. And so uh, that was great because it made us read a lot. It made us write a lot. So uh, when I got to college, I was ready for college, and I was also ready for the, the job. Uh, and when I was in high school, one of my uh, counselors, who was uh, a, a, a great guy, Father Campion, uh, who passed away in the last couple of years, actually, um, he he knew of my passion for this, and, and he helped out a summer semi-pro baseball league, and so he had me come out and be the public address announcer for that league. So I announced the batters and, and you know give certain announcements stuff like that, and that got me a little started. And then uh, when I got to college, I volunteered to go on the college radio station, and uh, I was on there from day one, and 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 that was that. It was off and running. Mm. So how did you get into uh like professional leagues and getting into like the NBA? Um well it's a, it's a a little bit of a long story but I'll tell you um I'll shorten it. So I went to a small school. I had gone to a very small high school and I had gotten into the great uh broadcasting schools in the northeast, Syracuse and Boston University. Those are the two schools that have great broadcasting programs. 
and actually, and also Emerson College in Boston has a great broadcasting program. And I'd gotten into those, but I really wanted to go to Syracuse because that's the gold standard of sports broadcasting. And uh, but when I walked in on my visit to freshman English, I I was overwhelmed. There were more kids in freshman English than there were in my high school. So the the guy who was given the tour saw that and he kind of mentioned to me, he goes, hey, look, you know, I know you're, you know, he goes, what happened in freshman English? I goes, I could tell you, you're looking around. I went, there's more kids in there than my high school. He goes, okay. So he started talking to me a little bit and it was really cool. He goes, go on your way back home. There's a place called Utica College. Stop in there. And um, they just started a brand new radio station with new equipment and and you could probably get on the air your freshman year. If you come here at Syracuse, you're not getting on your air maybe until your senior year. Okay, so uh, so the, it worked out perfect for me. I went to Utica College. It was a much better fit, smaller school, and I went there. I was on the radio station my first weekend, and by the end of my sophomore year, uh, I had been doing some uh, club hockey games on the on the the uh, college station. They were trying to become Division Three, and so um, the local. I heard the local radio station was, was looking for a backup minor league hockey announcer, and I thought, you know, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't do that. But a couple of buddies of mine convinced me that that you know, go, go, they went at least you'll get an interview, and the guy will know who you are afterwards, and. So I went in and I gave him a tape and and did the interview, and he called me about a week later and said, "Hey, I really want to hire you for next year. Do you think you can do that while going to school?" So when I was a junior in college, I was a backup minor league hockey announcer and eventually a, a minor league basketball announcer, and I was doing like 50 games while running the campus radio station while going to college. And, wow. uh That's how I got started. I, I've been. A professional now for let's see, I was 19 years old, so I've been a professional basically for 40 years, and um, wow. it's it's crazy. Uh, but but the it it would never have worked had it not been at a school like that because um, you know my professors, you know it was a smaller town, and so my professors knew what was going on. Most of them did. Anyway, and so they were really cool. They knew if I had a game the night before, if I came back and 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 you know got back to the dorm at five in the morning or six in the morning off the bus from where you know Erie or Erie, Pennsylvania or Johnstown or whatever it was, they would you know they would not call on me if I sat in the back because they knew I was like exhausted. And then, you know, I had another I had another mm-hmm. teacher where I went to him and said, look, uh, hey, I, I can't make like three of the classes, <clears throat> three or four of the classes because wow. of games. And he looked at me and says, well, he goes, here, do your work. He goes, and and I won't, I'll act like you're in class. He goes, <laughs> he goes, but you better damn well do the work. And I said, fine. I'll, I told him, like, he was a guy I got along well with, a guy that was named Frank Bergman and, um, he actually literally dragged me out of the hallway to sign up for his literature minor because he was just starting it. And um, and so I ended up getting a degree in public relations and journalism with a minor in literature because of Frank. And so he just looked at me and says, I know you like this stuff, so do the work and I won't say anything. Okay, fine. 
So, um, <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, it, it worked out well. It was a small college in, and a, a smaller town. And what was cool about it was once I graduated, I had a full-time job. I literally took about two weeks, went home to Connecticut, saw my parents, and got some other things in order, packed up and, and found an apartment with four of my buddies and, and, um, and basically went to work. And, um, uh, you know, I've been working ever since. Oh, so two weeks after you graduated from college, you got a job with the Warriors? No, 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 no. Two, week, two weeks after I graduated from college. Well, I had a job. As soon as I graduated from college, I had a job. I took two weeks to, to take off, take off un- get out of my dorm, you know, move my stuff to an apartment uh, and go home for a couple of days, borrow some money from my parents, and then come back. So I had a job two weeks afterwards. Now, okay, after that, I worked in upstate New York from... Well, I was a junior in college in 79, so 79 to 85, I worked in upstate New York, and then 85 to 87, I got a job in Birmingham, Alabama. I worked there doing basketball for UAB, University of Alabama, Birmingham, and doing minor league baseball, and you know, I, I, all these places I did a lot of things, and then Phoenix, and then uh, actually in Phoenix, I worked for like two and a half years. And I got, went on vacation, and then um, when uh, I was on vacation, I got fired. They brought in a new guy to do the talk show. I've been doing a talk show with another guy named Greg Schulte, who's now one of the voices of the Arizona Diamondbacks. And um, I went on vacation. Now, you have to remember, this is like 1989, so there was no um, cell phones were just now being invented there's no internet nothing so i don't know i'm on vacation and i don't know i've been let go they announced it in the paper in phoenix and because the general manager didn't know i was on vacation and so i called the program director just to check in after, after we could have a vacation say everything okay he goes well no there's been a little development here <laughs> so uh-huh. he uh but so what happened was i came back and the general manager felt bad because he didn't know i was out of town and so he printed all my resumes. He let me go into the radio station, do all my tapes, make all my phone calls out of there. And he said, anytime you get a, a job that you're interested, you know, get an interview you're interested in, let me know. And I'll call him and I'll tell him that you're, you, you know, we didn't let you go because you're not good. We let you go because we're going in a different direction. And I, and I said, okay. So he, um, he, I, I, I over uh, dinner one night with a couple of friends of mine. They convinced me to apply for this job in Sacramento, and I um, I sent the guy a tape of me doing some college basketball. And about thirty six hours later, there's a message on my answering machine saying, "Hey, when can you come up here? I want to talk to you." So I flew to Sacramento, and and when I got in the guy's office, a guy named Rick Etchison, who I owe a lot, um, he said, "I'm not letting you leave this this." you know, leave Sacramento until you sign a contract. And so I signed a contract with him, a radio station doing a talk show and doing the uh, Kings. And uh, I was one of the one of the announcers for the Kings. At first I started only doing 10 games a year because Gary Gerald was there. And then Gary started doing more TV. By the time I left there in 94, 95, I was doing about 50 games a year. And that's how the Warriors heard me. And they called and said, will you interview for our job? Because they were making a switch on radio. Greg Papa was going to do TV. And uh, they brought me in. And um, 
they hired me in in late summer of 95 i got the job right around labor day and uh you know i've been with the warriors since 95 so it's been a great run yeah wow i can tell like uh you're really passionate about what you do because uh like uh i don't know maybe uh just like going through all of those different jobs i can tell that like you really enjoyed it to be like continuing what you do and that's like something that you know i want to have when i have a job like to be really passionate about it and i can tell that you're really passionate about what you're doing and yeah if if you're um, if you're doing a job and this goes for any kind of job and you wake up in the morning and you're tired and you still want to go do the work then you know it's a job for you you know when you're not getting paid a great deal but you still want to go and you love it and you're going to try to get a better paying job doing what you do then then you know you love it. it it's it's a it's a great thing you know it can be you know what i do it can be really hard sometimes because you know i've been away on christmas i've been away on thanksgiving i've been away on halloween uh, I miss birthdays and plays and you know school plays and and games and with my kids and stuff like that. But it's just you know now that they're older, they understand. They understand what I'm doing and what I do, and and I get to share it with them a little bit more because they're older. But uh, but yeah, you got to find that job, something that gets you when you wake up in the morning, and even when you're not feeling good or when you're tired, you still really want to go do it. That that's. That's a real blessing in life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I learned that about you. I think it was like a finals game a while ago that uh, you couldn't make it because your daughter had their graduation or something like that. And when I heard that on the radio, I never really thought about what uh, like the commentators have to do. But then I thought about it and like they probably have to like do a lot but like you're really passionate, but they're really passionate about what they're doing to keep doing it every day. Well, you know, I, I've um, never been hung up on consecutive game streaks and things like that because life gets in the way. I missed I missed a couple games this year because my wife was coming off surgery and her incision got infected and she was really in some pain. It wasn't debilitating pain, but it was pain enough to where it made everyday life miserable for her. And so I called my boss and said, Hey, can we get the guy up from Santa Cruz to do three games for me on the road, uh, so that I can be home with her? And and to the Warriors' credit, they're great about that. They, you know, they're family first. And uh, you're talking about Game One of the 2016 Finals, and uh, about two months out, I compared the dates of when the NBA Finals would start because it looked like we may have a chance of getting back there again, and then when. Uh, my daughter's graduation was, and they were on the same day. And I went uh-huh. and, you know, I went to my boss and I said, "Look, you know what? Um, you know I'm loyal. You know I love what I do. But yeah. this is my daughter's gra- high school graduation. This yeah. is the only one she's ever going to have." And he looked at me and started laughing. Cause, what are you even sitting here for? Go to your daughter's graduation. We'll figure it out. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it was great. It was a weird. It was a very weird day for me because. I kept huh. going back into my home office trying to start to prepare, and I realized, no, I'm not doing the game tonight. I don't need <laughs> to do that. And so uh, and it was really odd for me all day until I got to the ceremony, until I got to the ceremony. And then I saw her, 
know, cap and gown and everything just melted away and I was totally in the moment and uh, totally looking at her and just uh, thrilled for her that she had done so well. She got an award that night too and uh, it was it was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, when I heard that on the radio, it just showed like you're so passionate about what you do and it just like gave me a lot like it just I just I don't know like I just thought a lot more highly of you after I heard well that. you know and 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 you I hope you have your own family someday and then you realize when you get a family that you know uh, when you can and when when it, when you know for the big moments you know it's okay to to back off your even if it's your passion even if work is your passion Back it off for a day and or a night or a couple of hours and share that thing with the family. You know, the, the one thing I know forever is that my daughter is going to totally appreciate the fact that, that I did that for her and that, that I was there for her. And so, um, you know, I'll, I'll never, ever, ever regret that decision. I'll never, ever regret staying home if, if somebody in my family is not doing well, which has happened a couple of times and, and, uh, and I've missed games. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a passion and it's a lifestyle, but it, at the end of the day, it's not as important as your family. And that's, that's the mm-hmm. most, you know, to me, uh, you know, the, the fact that, that, uh, you know, when my family has needed me, I've been there. That's been the most important thing. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, definitely. All right. So I'll just ask two more questions. The first one is, what would you say uh, you do on a daily basis? Okay. So uh, right now when we're talking, I'm in Oklahoma City. Uh, we're going to play the Thunder tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so tomorrow will be this. I will, uh, you know, after our team dinner tonight, I go back. I'll, I'll do a little work tonight and uh, get ready for tomorrow. And then in the morning I get up, I update all my numbers uh, electronically on my, on my board. The board is, uh, I do it on my laptop. Other guys print them out and and have actual sheets of paper, uh, so they can look at it. But because I use my laptop and use sound during the broadcast, which I play off my laptop, Mm -hmm. I put my board or spotting chart on my computer. And so what I'll do tomorrow morning is update that, make sure all the, I, I hit a button and the stats are all updated electronically and then they mm-hmm. go into my uh, different players on each team, and I update some things manually that, you know, what they've done lately, uh, have they had any injuries lately, um, what records have they established, whether their own records, their career highs, or the team highs, or whatever, and, and, and little notes what's going on with their team during the season. And then probably uh, late morning, probably around 10.45, I'll uh, get on a bus, we go to the arena, and we have what's called shoot-around. Players go in, it's a mini-practice. Mm-hmm. They go in, they get some shots up, they talk about the opponent of the day, you know, and then after that I talk to, you know, coaches and players and find out their thoughts on the the game that night. I record those and send them back to the Bay Area so that we can edit those down to sound bites, which we can use on our broadcast. And, you know, mm-hmm. at that point, um, tomorrow I'll have a couple of talk show hits to do, one in Oklahoma City, one in the Bay Area, uh, more preparation. If I'm lucky, I get in a quick workout and then, uh, mm. you know, get pack my bags and, and 
and get ready to do the game because right after the game we're flying to San Antonio to go to the next game. And so um, so it's a never-ending cycle. So, but, but every day I'm kind of prepping and doing something to get ready for the next game. Um, so every day I'm on the computer looking at different websites, looking at NBA.com and their stats and things like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, the Warriors put together a list every day of articles that have been written about the Warriors, and I kind of get through them and, and see what people are saying and what quotes have happened. And, mm-hmm. and, and if I have time, I'll make a couple phone calls to you know guys who you know, cover the other team, and, and if I can't talk to them then, I'll talk to them before the game and, and just kind of get an overview. You know, the way I look at it, it's kind of like I'm prepping for a test all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. constantly prepping for a test. And, uh, you know, maybe the question that I'm looking at may not get asked during the, the game, but I'm ready for it mm-hmm. in case it does. So it's it's constant preparation. Mm-hmm. And the last question I want to ask is, what is your advice to a teenager that wants to pursue your job field? Um, I would say that if you're trying to get into the broadcast business, I would try to find a school. You don't necessarily have to be a broadcast major, but you have to be uh, someone mm. that has a command of the language. And you have to be someone mm. who is not afraid to uh, hear their own voice, see their own image on TV, uh, speak in front of the public. Mm-hmm. And so my advice to them would be to read everything you can, not just stuff on the Internet, but read books, because authors bring you scenarios and, uh, and words and situations that you may never even think of. And it, it forces your brain to process stuff like that. It forces your brain to learn new words and, and read as much as you can. And and uh, even if it's, you know, looking at your phone and downloading a book to your phone, read as much as you can. Uh, I know in today's world, everything's either a podcast or video, but um, that's the old man of me talking. But, uh, but uh, I, I really think, you know, I can tell the difference between uh, a broadcaster who's read a lot and is is familiar with the language and one who is not, and um, and and so, and then if you're if you're again if you're really passionate about it, don't worry about where you start. It's not where you start; it's where you finish. You know, um, you know, I started in a very very small market, and I've ended up with, you know, uh, sitting on top of this franchise that is. A juggernaut right now. Now, for many years, it was not a juggernaut. From '95 to 2006, we did not have a winning season. Uh, but, but it's you know we always knew it was going to be a great franchise if we ever won, and we finally did. Um, so I would just you know just get out there and read, and not be afraid to talk to people like me, and and to uh, to. You know, be inquisitive with them and to to ask them questions and to inquire about internships because all that stuff helps. Mm. All right. Well, that was Tim Roy. Uh, I don't want to take too much of your time. I just want to say thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. And I learned a lot from this interview. I learned, like, how hardworking and how passionate that commentators are for their job. 
and just like there needs to be like a grasp of the English language uh, as well. And those are some things that I really didn't think about. But then now that you talk about it, it really makes a lot of sense that these are really fundamental parts of the job. And I think that you've mastered like all of them. So I just want to say again, thank you for doing oh, this. No uh, I learned a lot. And uh, I'm sure that like a lot of other teenagers that are listening right now, because like I I know a lot of people that, you know, like you say, they turn off the TV and they start commentating over uh, the like what they see. And uh, you're an inspiration to them and me as well. And just listening to your words right now, uh, when they hear it, they're going to be inspired as well. So I just want to say thank you. And, you know, just from hearing your stories, it's obvious how passionate you're, you are about this job and how hardworking you are. You know, that's just my little feel about well, it. So, for any you. of you, uh, you're entirely welcome. It's my, my pleasure. It's a lot of fun. Uh, when I was in high school, you know, I was a guy calling the sports talk shows and asking questions and, you know, trying to win the trivia contest and all that stuff. And uh, just for anybody who's listening out there that, you know, if they have questions about, you know, stuff that I do, you know, they can always uh, contact the Warriors if they're really interested in being a broadcaster. And I'll be more than happy to, uh, you know, either email or whatever to uh, try to help them out. It's it's, uh, a lot of great people help me uh, on this journey and, um, and are still helping me. And so, you know, whatever I can do to help someone else get on the same path, I'll be more than happy to do it. Mm. Certainly, it uh, it was uh, great to talk to you, and uh, who knows, maybe we'll do it again in the future. Maybe. All right. Take care. Take care, man. All right. All right, and that's the interview with Tim Roy. I hope you learned a lot. I definitely learned a lot. He's such a great storyteller, and he really is good at painting pictures inside of your head. And that's something that I really admire about him and something that I kind of want to pick up from him as well. I just really want to thank him again for doing it. I can't really thank him enough. I really looked up to him and just him agreeing to do it. It was so great to be able to just be able to talk to him. If you want to follow him on Twitter, it is at WarriorsVox. That is at WarriorsVox. And if you want to follow me, I'm also on Twitter at MajorJobsPod and on Instagram at MajorJobsPodcast. Again, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope you learned something. I definitely learned a lot. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. If you liked it, please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Major Jobs Podcast. If you have an interesting career and want to be featured on the show, send us an email at majorjobspodcast at gmail.com with your job title and college major if applicable. Again, thanks for listening. And remember, life happens wherever you are, whether you make it or not.